I feel so bad for you all because if you were listening to any of the other shows right before this one, you would have had a nice time relaxing, listening to the Sunra Orchestra and had a, f- a fabulous day. But instead, you got this. The Donna Orchestra. Orchestra for short. As in, I am Donna Archie. And this is a Harry Home Companion. I play the saxophone. I live in Oakland. I should be in the Orchestra. I am named Donna Archie. Uh, peti- we need to send this as in as a petition to get this passed through Congress because, uh, but weirdly enough, I only get stage fright when I play the saxophone. Anyways, uh, another some more interesting facts about me. I am her suit, cute and incredibly stoned. Each episode, I try my damnedest to host a nice. Little comedy talk show, but more baked than Perilous. 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 Inventor of the Brazen Bull. After he got thrown into and tortured with that exact Brazen Bull, he had just went out and invented. Trigger warning before you look up Brazen Bull if you don't know what it was, because. Perilous, Perilous, he lives up to his name because that shit was Perilous. It's like a reverse steakhouse where the cow cooks you in America. You know, it's real crazy backwards how it works. And when you think about it, this show is exactly the same because listen to all this brazen bull that's torturing you. Except of you all burning to death, I'm the toasted, hosted, smoking away, who loves to roast with sick burns. Oh. Uh, depending on the weed and the mood, I can do each segment no problem. Other times, I won't be able to make it through, and who knows how it'll end up or I'll go. That's why we start off each show with retractions and corrections. Where I correct mistakes, answer questions brought up in the previous episode, or tell you what I was trying to say in last week's segment, was, but was too high to get through to this week's retractions and corrections. Uh, starting off with some housekeeping. If you have not met me in person, um, I have a severe case of extremely short person with extremely tall personality syndrome and I am five foot one and three fourths I just feel like I'm barely five foot two and for some reason everybody who uh, interacts with me online or hears my voice or actually even knows me in person always thinks I'm really really tall and it's like it's not just you know people you know and I will tell people like if I'm meeting them from like some context where I'm like you're gonna have to look for the the really short person I'm like I'm five foot one and three fourths and like people are still like I was looking for a taller person even though you warned me or just like people I know in real life like 
everybody always like people who are significantly taller than me think I am significantly taller than them and they always get shocked and they're always like no what and like it, this always happens like there will be times especially at jobs where people who are taller than me will be like hey can you grab something off of like a really tall shelf and I will say yeah sure because you know uh I'm a really nice person and I'm like yeah they're busy like they can't get it themselves I gotcha I love you and um I go and get the footstool and then like they'll be like why are you getting the foot like not like like you know they're all irritated they're like why are you getting the footstool like I asked you because you're taller than me like you can just reach up and grab it and I'm like oh no I gotta go to like the top the topest of the like the topest of the average three stepped footstool retraction and correction for next week is there an average height for like the three step footstool am I essentializing am I I don't know who knows but I guess we'll find out or maybe this is one of those things I'm I mean I'm assuming ladders like are regulated like there's an FLA or federal wait L and well F whoa god LSA ladder and LSSA ladder and step stool administration F L or is it just one S is steps I don't know Reduction and correction for next week. How, if you abbreviate step stool, how many S's is, is necessary to, uh, you know, summarize the entirety of that word into one? So how many S's do you need for that? If you're gonna make an acronym, um, or is it, you know, because one thing I've learned on the show is you would be surprised. Uh, what standards are set nationally or worldwide by what is essentially a hobo code or like a clown code um, where it's just like it's not set in stone but we all are like this is just how we do it it's not written down but we all the ladder makers universally globally are in brotherhood with each other and if one violates, punishment shall be swift, but just. Um, I don't know. I'm scared to find out. It seems like a lot of work. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll find some. Or maybe I won't. Maybe it's just like, duh. <laughs> like, we all know, like, what it is. Like, you know, there's no history. There's no, like, Supreme Court cases, you know. Or, like, weird, like, urban legends. I don't know um, where this ladder could go. What heights what depths we could reach with this. But, uh, uh, but now let us go down this chute of, um, away from ladders. Get, like, chutes and ladders. I like that game. Classic. You don't really gotta think. There is no strategy involved. This is a good time with your brain and dice. Um, uh, I did like eating the cherry parts of Hi Ho the Cherryo though. So that's I'm like that's also of the the children's classics. Uh, 
Also, culinary classic. Um, yes. Recipe by Scoffier. Have you chew on some cherries from your high ho the Cheerio uh, game and spit it out and put it back in the game. It's on page 324 under desserts, gelatins, and spit sauces. Uh, clearly. Um, anyways, that's real. It's that I will not have to retract or correct that. That's just a fact. That's also, that's not, that's something they teach in schools. Um, part of the curriculum. Um, but anyways, um, instead of continuing on this pedagogy of the big pest, as in me, sticking up your airwaves here on BFF.FM, it's me, Don Arky, a very home companion. I gotta let you all know occasionally. I lose count. Sometimes I do it too many times. Too close together. And then I'll forget to do it for the rest of the show. I don't know. I need help. I need an intervention. I feel like I'm doing, like, a weird performance art piece. You know, locked in a room. And I'm inebriated. And I'm like, what if I speak to the general public? And uh, on the stupid topics, and I don't know why I do it, but we here we are, and uh, yeah, and then I'll f- forget what I'm doing, um, and I don't know why. I I mean, I think it's because oh, I know why. Let's be real. I developed some hangups in graduate school. As a mix of, oh my god, women and gender studies as a master's. Terrible idea. Don't do it. Unless you just want to be, you know, if you want, if you want some brazen, if you want to get tortured by a brazen bull, you go there. You, you go in there and you be like, boy, I, to quote a professor, I could go for some Marxist materialist analysis by now, like, we're queering truck nuts. I need a break. And I'm like, well, that's obvious. You being fucked up about that is dumb. Grow up. Here's an intervention. Um, shut up. Uh, they're gay. We know that. Like, it, the Uber mustache. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, queer, but, like, in a way that I don't like it. It's, like, very much, like, a tech bro's, like, what would be gay and San Francisco? Or maybe it was just, anno- it, you know what? No! It wasn't even that. It was the era of everybody getting mustaches. Everybody loved them. They had necklaces. They had, um... They had, like, tattoos on their fingers, so they could pretend to have a little Victorian curly cute mustache. And I'm not saying... I, I was not into it. I hated it. It was the most aggravating thing. But I do enjoy a good mustachioed, like, image. Like, I like the Pringles guy. The Monopoly man looking good. The guy on that, like, um, like, Japanese, like, egg nose cream that I always see at the supermarket. I'm like, I want to buy it. I can use it. I get black. And I don't really, I don't really get, I just, I just, I guess I'm getting blackheads. I don't know. 
Um, but, um, yeah, I always want to get them, but I don't, and I regret, <coughs> I regret it. Like, ah, he's got a fabulous mustache. I've, I, yeah, I'm not opposed, but the mustache, <coughs> the dark side of indie sleaze, what they don't want you to remember, this is what, or was it indie sleaze? I don't know, it wasn't even indie sleaze, it's, I think it started there, and then it just became everybody, the world, it was just, it was like, as ubiquitous as someone saying TikTok nowadays. It was that must oh it was repulsive oh I ugh, I just even though I look and in a way where you would think I would not be opposed to tweet I like it repulses me like I hate Scott Pilgrim I was so enraged I was like I I like I I know you can't argue taste I know there are merits to everything whatever there are things to learn but i'm like i can't do it i'm like i like literally would be like i'm not watching juno i'm gonna go read an antonin artad book when i was like a teenager like i can't do it like it fucks me up so much anyways i don't even know how we got on this topic because i have to do the show uh just, well retractions and corrections for next week I will tie up all the loose ends of what I was talking about because I need to do the show, damn it. Um, oh yeah, uh, last week there was a glitch that you probably caught because I, I get very stoned when I record these shows and I was like, I am really thirsty, I need water, I'm dying and I'm at home, I can go do this. So that's what I did and I ran out and uh i I paused it then i ran out and then uh i like accidentally copied and pasted what i was saying and then somehow like inserted it into like took a chunk of that out of the little donor kebab i don't know what it is the el pastor you know how the music stuff looks on the screen you know what I mean. Like, if you look up sound, I don't know, maybe, or like a screenshot of GarageBand, you will see the donor kebabs and you're like, oh yeah, the, the, just what sound looks like. I don't know, it's what sound looks like, damn it. When you're, we're representing it visually. It looks like an El Pastor. And you can make it a big El Pastor, a little one. Like, ah, uh, end of the day, all the drunkies came by the taco cart. Another day ended well. Ah, uh, or more stressful. I don't know. Everybody's lives are different. You can't... If I'm going to generalize about ladder sizes, I cannot generalize about El Pastor's. But no, I mean, like, I gotta learn my lesson from the ladder. I, I gotta reach heights, not lows, because this is a low. This is one of the worst times I've done for attractions and questions. So these are very important. But yeah, I fucked up the show. I'm sorry. I was like, I was like, wait, where did I leave off? Because I'm high and I forgot. And I was like, oh yeah, I saw the thing about the Willy Wonka teacups and like how 
Everything should be made out of some sort of ice cream cone-like material if it's a single-use object where you get to eat it. It's a treat. You get to be like Willy Wonka eating his teacup. I wish I could do that. We all do what we could. We have invented ice cream cones. Please have a gluten-free alternative for people like me. Anyways, um, the speaking of, uh, things that start with C, like celiacs, the next retraction and correction is about the C, and it, it's oceanic. I, I made a mistake. There is, uh, the, the, the seafood restaurant in Half Moon Bay is not called Brenda's Fish Trap, but I kind of wish it was. Uh, it has more of a Hamburger Mary's kick to it. It's a little more kicky. It's kitschy. But this one's a little bit more regal. Maybe more conservative. Like Barbara Bush. Barbara's Fist Trap. It is not Brenda's Fist Trap. It is Barbara's Fist Trap. And when we told our friend about it, she was like, Oh, I wish there was a drag queen who did a name Barbara's Fist Trap. Who did a night. And they had an event called Barbara's Fist Trap. Like that was the drag event's name. And that they would hold it up, Barbara's Fist Trap in Half Moon Bay. Um, and that they would, you know, be called, Bar- it's like you would introduce himself as, I'm Barbara's Fist Trap, a Barbara's Fist Trap. Barbara's Fist, I don't know, lots of, you say it a lot, it's a great thing to say. I hope they sell merch. I would like a shirt. I'll, I guess, look that up if they have merch. Uh, the one thing I forgot to do, it's very disrespectful because... Boy, if I'm talking about a master's in women's gender studies, you bet I'm gonna wonder how much of, like, Half Moon Bay is gay. And I'm gonna be like, I want to erase, like, is there already a barbarous fist trap of bar- Like, do people know about it? I guess. I don't know. Like, do people- I don't want to erase the queer potentials of Half Moon Bay. They got a pumpkin festival. Gay people love Halloween. Like, there you go. Something's fishy. A foot in Denmark or Half Moon Bay, wherever it is. I don't know. Denmark's got bays. I'm sure of it. Or, like, fjords. Or. I know. I know. I. D- I unfortunately know the some things of geological fe- names of geological features from Denmark, but it's because I watched the Hans Christian Andersen movie for the show. Because uh, you like I said, brazen bull, and it's torture. It's psychological, physiological, all kinds of torture. We're not excluding any of the kinds of tortures. On the show, um, warning, alert, if you, you can turn the, if you hear this and you're like, oh no, no, that show, now you know to turn off, a Harry Home Companion with me, Donna Arkey, here on BFF.FM, don't blame the show on someone else, you cannot get away with claiming Ira Glass was like cussing and saying dumb shit like this. You know, that they wouldn't believe it. Um, but if they're just like, oh, we have to go through the formalities. Well, now you know. Um, who to blame correctly? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, so I read off my phone. 
I read off my phone for the show and I just got a very important Venmo transaction from my boss, a local paper for in Emeryville who has paid me money um, to write about why the Chevys in Emeryville is the most romantic location in, uh, in East Bay because it's the only restaurant like directly on the pier but I heard there's a German one like somewhere in Richmond and I'm like fascinating go on or maybe I'm misremembering it as a German one like it wasn't German but I was hoping it was and you know like, your memory is like yep the German restaurant right on the ocean where you can just like hang out like a common a commonality in Orange County but a few far between in um in the East Bay that I know of, maybe there's more. Maybe I'm, you know, I, I, there's gotta be more stuff on the water than that. Maybe not. But I made the bull claim as, well, I, I made the bull claim as saying it's the only place in East Bay where you can have, uh, chips and guacamole and a margarita on the beach. And that, that is the meaning of life. And that I can read you a direct quote from the article. This is, that's my boss. And they pay me to write stuff like that. And, um, they also pitched, he also pitched me an article about like how Ikea is a good date night. And I had to figure out a way to like, I basically was like, Oh, I well Well, first of all, I said chips, guacs, and uh you know margaritas on the on the ocean maslow's hierarchy right there it is under core it is at the bottom of the pyramid you can do that there you need it i don't know if there's other places in east space where, where you can do it but you know your guess is as good as mine i'm i'm not like you know on a schooner i'm not a you know i'm not going up and down the coast i don't know what how would i know um, but, um, oh yeah, and then they have, uh, oh yeah, my, my, uh, FDA, as in fun dating advice, approved, uh, method of not going crazy at Ikea while you're there with someone you love, because it, even if you love them, you're gonna have an argument, and it's gonna ruin the date some way or form, because you're gonna be like, you're just gonna, it's just not, it's just, Ikea is, it's, it's, it's a lack of windows and the illegal deforestation that really, you know, I guess, yeah, um, anyways, uh, I invented a way to enjoy Ikea on a date where nobody dies and you get to have good times instead and it, it, it's like by pretending Ikea is a theme park and real Bay Area deep cut you could pretend you're like a nut tree. That's what I do. Like, ah, you know, modern furniture and uh, they got ice cream too. I don't know. I actually never ate the food there. I didn't know it was famous for the food. I remember just going to the aviary and being so young where I'm like, yep, definitely having a memory about peeing myself and then riding on one of those hobby horses and contributing i'm sorry <laughs> oh i really if i helped develop your immune system i contributed to the bacterial flora and fauna 
growing on one of those wooden rocking horses at nut tree. Oh, I'm sorry. If you had a UTI, it was probably because of me. My bad. If, from like, I don't know, 1993 to... Well, like from any time period from 1990 to to 1996 because I was actively going I was being ferried shepherded over as an infant so I was around but I was I was immobile so I couldn't have done that anyways um I yeah I don't I all right retraction question for next week I oh yeah yeah well anyways damn it oh I'm too high um well the reason I was like, let me bring up my fabulous writing career, um, where that has made me, you know, the James Joyce of our times, clearly. Ah, oh, he won't shut up either, idiot. I, I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, um, instead of talking about Finnegan's Wake, I'm just get back to me being Finnegan's Baked and getting on with the show. And anyways, the reason I brought that up is because as I was, I swear to God, I was going to do the retraction to correction. Um, I, uh, got a notification from my boss who pays me to do that. Write those, those dirty words. And, um, I, he, he recently pitched an article to me that, um, was uh, that he was like, you should write about this dive bar in Emeryville that's like connected to this like really good restaurant called Wally's. And I'm like, okay, yeah, perfect date night. I agree. And then my, I pitched, it was because I pitched him an email being like, you know what? I, I have a theory. I'm like, I have, I know two things. One, he just instinctually, from like my my deep soul knowledge, you know, get real woo. We are in the Bay Area. From knowing myself and acknowledging my inner child, I know two things: deeply universal Jungian type truths. They are that when nobody knows, it's like Willy Wonka's factory. Willy Wonka's coming up a lot. What does that mean? I definitely feel like Charlie Bucket. My life is fucked up and unlucky like that. I get it, Charlie. I understand. But, um, it's bad times after bad times, and you go, why? This is this cute little cherub just trying to. <laughs> well, no, Charlie, Charlie Bucket has more redeeming qualities than me. Charlie, fuck it. I can't get do this show right. Um, uh, here is this FDA unregulated. Oh, yeah, Willy Wonka, is, he, he was paying people off if he was getting away with that stuff, if he was sending a Gustus Gluck, you know, down a chocolate river with open air, like, no unregulated, absolutely repulsive. He was, that's why he was like trying to fight off the competitors. He's like, no, I need to have a monopoly. Oh my God. No. But I really wonder if it's like, 
I'm just like, the world of Willy Wonka, is he the only guy who has this like crazy tropical factory or is there like, like, is that like what the best food of, like the most, like the best saltines in the world also has, you know, a Willy Wonka type situation. And people are like, oh, I wish we could see Mr. S you know, whoa, <laughs> like, Salt burn or whatever. And I've seen things about contemporary movies. I I saw an Instagram reel about it for some reason because I'm like I see it around, you know. Anyways, but says like does is there like you know he has a tropical forest that like rains like salt and like he's got guy magic guys helping him too like is it like that does he also have like a glass elevator it would be more like a it would be a gluten elevator i guess but something like that you know um i got i, I don't know i i guess we can't go down that road like i said shoes and ladders this show uh highs and lows i'm high getting low bringing you down all the way down to the pits of hell with me because it's the middle of the show and I haven't done the show at all and uh, I I'm gonna try damn it you know what Shazam show genie it's okay for me to call myself that I'm Iranian I can be racist to me Shazam, I am gonna just, you know, tie up all the loose ends I was talking about. Retraction Corrections next week because, boy, I'm at the top of one of those real high ladders. But, boy, do I keep getting real low on those damn shoots. Slides. Ladders and slides. Doesn't sound as good. Shoots and ladders has, like, a more risky feel to it. I see why they did. They called it what they did. Ups and downs. Uh, um, but anyways, we're not talking about Auntie Mame. Um, we are going to now talk about the the retractions and corrections, which I will just summarize to you briefly, and then do donations. Um, I when I was a teenager, and I was I was a little punk kid listening to Giza X down in Orange County because that's what my Iranian middle class parents thought it was good to do to move us. It is a whole long story. I don't want to get into it. Uh, but anyways, I was there and uh, I, I I was having a punk phase and I my parents did not give me an allowance. And I was like, I would like to have a punk jacket. I will make my own patches of bands and uh, not buy any and I would like sew them and paint them and I had a really great time and I had a fabulous time I would um like one of the things that like one of like the like little indulgences my parents would in indulge us in was they let us do like the five like the ten for five at Claire's every once in a while so I get a bunch of bracelets like studded bracelets from that and then I'd take the studs out of it or I'd keep them you know, if I was like, ooh, good for my look. But I get ones where I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind. And I take the studs out, then I put them in my jacket. That's how I got away with stud in my jacket. And I had a fabulous time with it. And um, I had an intervention from the other punk kids at school. They were like, 
your patches are like not cool because real punks um have um they buy their patches from the swap meet or from hot topic or online and like they're just like they're cool but like you should buy some and i was like my parents don't let me uh, i don't really have an allowance or they're like just use your credit card i'm like they would never let me do that i'm like i get no ruse money and birthday money and like uh sorry we're muslim like here's a tip you know for christmas and um I just use that through the year and back in those days boy if you want to know the part of where can i was in we're talking like the spectrum we'll go to the spectrum i would go in with like ten dollars and like come out with like something from urban outfitters because you could get stuff for five dollars back then that i still own still good but yeah anyways that's how I was I was negotiating, I was navigating, I was I was portioning out my Noru's money, you know, going to thrift stores and junk, having a good time. Uh but yeah, anyways, other punks did not like it. I have K scope drama, of course I mean trauma and drama. Of course I do. You know, um, and that's that retraction and correction. And then um the next retraction correction I'll go through briefly. Pirates, they were violent, but kind of like in a, not in like a, oh, we are just agents of evil and chaos. We're just going to fuck you up to fuck you up. They were not like that. They were like, more like they had to be violent when it counted. And boy, when they were, they were, and then sometimes they were assholes. Like it was a mix of both. Like come see, come saw, whatever. Pirates life. For them, you know, they got to choose. They had agency. Uh, and actually, they did, they did have... It was... Yeah. I think there was some... Maybe there's some, you know, anti-pirate propaganda buried in there because they, they were very living and opposed to how society was structured at the time. And, like, uh, they were, like, liberate slave ships. And a lot of... Pirates were, like, liberated enslaved people. And it really makes you think if that's, like, why the... I mean, like, yeah, they, they were assholes for sure. Like, I'm not gonna say they were. But, like, a lot of times it was like, well, you know... Other guys were much worse. And it was also like, you know, could you blame them? I mean, they're stealing shit, whatever. Like... But compared to how, like, they would have to live their lives anyways, like, that's way better. And it's, like, you get glamorous. You gotta go out with a bang. Uh, literally and figuratively. And, um, you know, it, I, I get it. It makes sense to me. Um, pirate's life for me. Maybe I should be more piratical. Um, I do, I do have that certain, you know, I do, uh, have a certain old man in the sea type quality me quality to me because I talk about dumb shit from a long time ago that no one knows or cares about because I don't know that's why what I'm catching up with I'm like ooh did you hear about what Roddy McDowell did you know like you know about it I don't know why but the, but I do have very oceanic 
It's calling to me, maybe because I'm like Titanic and sinking you down low. Another shoot instead of taking you up the ladder towards another retraction correction. I'm gonna go through real fast. This, which is lots of Henry Kissinger references in the Muppets. Lots more stories about him. He apparently was gonna be on the Muppet show, and there was a female guest who is not known, and she canceled, and then Henry was like, well, she's not on this show, I will not be on this show. I guess, you know, war criminal has got the sensitive, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was like, I don't wanna be on the episode then. Uh, and then the only uh, there's like a bunch more like surprising amount of Henry Kissinger Muppets references. Um, one of the, and then uh, the other one I remember because I'm like I love the Wayne Brady Show was um, the episode where Kermit was on the Wayne Brady Show and he did he dissed Wayne Brady because Wayne Brady did a, a an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression and Kermit said. Wow, you do a really good Henry Kissinger. And I'm like, damn, that's cold Kermit. Cold-blooded amphibian. He committed a felony murder. He got Wayne Brady. On that cold night, Kermit, the ballad of Kermit and Wayne Brady. Um, anyways, that's what it sounds like with those names. Final brief retraction correction. My The, theory, the loose end I forgot to tie up last week was that, see... I know I can do it next week, whatever. You're here for the ride, you know? You're not here to learn any information because why would you listen to the show if you wanted to learn anything? Because this is, you know, archaeology, as in you studying me being stoned to the bone. Because archaeology is the study of stones and bones and stone bones, aka fossils. And this is a hairy home companion on BFF.fm because who else would be this incompetent? Um, anyways, a final note of my incompetency before I do the donation. And then I try, maybe try to do a segment. Let's see if I can even get through the introduction today. Uh, is the my the theory that I had that I, the reason I was really good about not freaking bees out when I was taking beekeeping classes to the point that my beekeeping professor said, "You have a way with bees. You don't need to wear like." The, the beekeeper's van, like, just go for it, grab the bee. I think maybe, whoa, is that my tall personality? Maybe, maybe I have two theories now. First is tall personality, where he's like, you're really long and noodly. You could just shape, swoop up one of your long, you could just go, go gadget your arm, one of your long, spindly, long go arms, and just grab the bees flying away and just stuff them back in the hive, make sure... They don't f- go fly away when we're transferring them from one thing to another. Like you, you keep them in, t- in you know, in check. No runaway bees. You know what runaway bees are called? They're called hobo bees. That's what happens when you transfer bees from one hive to another. 
And the solution to that is that you vacuum them up. So I would be free- Oh! I would be a hero to the bees. And it, they'd worship me. Oh! The prophecy would be fulfilled, I see. But I'm not tall. Maybe that's what he was thinking. That I could just grab the bees and prevent unnecessary hobo bee deaths. And, you know, um, I- Or it was because I was real sleep deprived. And I would, I get real loosey-goosey when I'm sleep deprived. I'm a little bit more, like, I'm just, like, slopping my way around. I don't know. I'm real limp. I'm a, you know, maybe that's the noodly. Ooh, that can maybe contributed to him being like, yes. Uh, the, you know, the hero f for the hive. This really noodly person who can catch these fleeing bees. Flying away. I don't know, but he was just like, you know, you and the bees are simpatico. And I'm like, okay. And then thus began a multi year belief where I was like, I'm good with bees. Like, not like in a aha, I have mystical powers where I'm just like, oh, this is just like my thing, I guess. Like, I guess I'm just really good at bees. You know, like, everybody's got their thing, you know? Like, I love when you find out people have very specific hobbies, especially if you didn't expect it from them. They're like, I'm really into recreating, like, you know, I, I'll just name one off the top of my head, historic gelatins, and, like, being really into that. I'm like, I love that, yes. Um, this is, like, one of my favorite things about people is when they do that. So I'm like, maybe that's me. I'm just, like... The bee understanderer, you know? Um, the Jane Goodall of bees or something. I don't know. I, well, the, even the Jane Goodall of bees, like, that's a lot. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm just like, I don't freak them out. I'm just chill. I can really, you know, contain myself in those moments. And then, yeah, I thought I was good with bees. And then, a Bee stung me when I was like, don't worry guys, I'm good with bees. I don't need to use a cup and a paper to get this dying, like, disoriented bee out of a window. And then it stung me and I was like, no, it's like losing a patient, you know, as a surgeon. And, um, yeah, a bee died, and I got stung, and now I'm like, oh, I'm scared of bees. So I learned my lesson, and that's a retraction correction. And <coughs> uh, I am your host, Indiana Stone to the Bones, in this lesson in archaeology, uh, known as the Harry Home Companion on BFF.FM. I am saying this because I am now segueing into donation because I decided to I have decided to redeem myself and you know in honor of the bee because I made it you know go to the other side of the veil you know the the world of the dead because I thought I didn't have to wear the veil as in the head garb of the bee oh the prophet's bee has been fulfilled I don't know. It's very mystical, this episode. Bees are showing up. Oh, no. I shouldn't have said the Jungian thing because I, as a joke because now I'm, like, overthinking it because I'm too high. Like a bee flying away, uh, trying 
to get away from the hive that I, I'm transferring it to and I'm like potentially maybe it wasn't the sleep deprivation it was just the tall energy and he was like yep you can yoink the bee right out of here slam dunk it back into its little bee house um but anyways I should to quote Austin Powers beehive and behave myself and um <laughs> do the show and I an ultimate redemption arc you know what could be more heartwarming than me raising money for a, 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 a local wonderful institution such as bff.fm where I freaking got to experience the most magical thing ever on Tuesday I am like so sorry I like my friend, my friend said he listened to the show. He did this. He put this together. It was literally like the most magical thing where uh, friends and who had back, been backup singers for Sylvester, like this, the musician, the, the icon, the legend who, you know, passed away before his time, unfortunately, like his friends and family who missed him very much, who he's still very much a part of their lives, even though it's in a different form, you know, they got it here, recordings of him when he was a little baby 20 year old, and like, like, they were just like, oh, I miss him, I can tell that's him playing the piano, because... You can hear his bracelets clinking on the piano. And I'm like, oh, this is literally magic. And my friend Teddy, who's also a DJ here, put that together. It was just so magical. And I'm like, and then they also talked about like queer San Francisco life in the 70s. And my favorite thing, one of my favorite things someone said was, well, if you were having a good time in the 70s, you didn't remember, you don't remember the 70s. And I was like, damn! And then, yeah, it was, like, the best. It was so good. Like, oh my god. Like, that's the magical kind of stuff your money can help foster. And also, you know, they could bribe me to stop the show. <laughs> Or, you know, pay me off. You know, like Willy Wonka and the FDA. Jesus. You know, uh, except instead of the Federal Drug, uh, the Food and Drug Administration, it's the Freaky Donna Arky Show. Uh, Harry Home Companion. Uh, I should just do the donation, yeah, instead of, you know, give giving you reasons to maybe reconsider this donation because you're like are you am i really sure i want more of this um well uh to redeem myself in honor of b the b and b f f dot f m i will now read from the script as follows have you considered donating to bff.fm yet you should. Not only is this such a unique community radio station that reflects and respects the diversity of the Bay Area, but it keeps weirdos like me busy so we don't go out and strain fiction because we hate it when the pulp gets in our teeth. 
You know, like, Pulp Fiction. I don't know. It's been a hard week. Leave me alone. Get yourself down to bff.fm slash donate, where you can send a one-time donation or set up a monthly recurring donation and be our bestie with benefits. And to make sure this toasted ghosted hosted doesn't ghost you, as in, you know, we're taking this bestie with benefits allegory real far, you know, why do you want me to flake out, baby? Here's some rules you should play by. You can donate to our other, uh, our other, uh, other big important, um, donation thing that would help a lot by going to bff.fm slash 2023 and make sure this baked ham doesn't flake on you, baby. You know, you don't want to miss out on this big ham that's higher than a moon over my hammy now, would you? Is it? Is it? Rob, that I'm this much of a ham. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that I should do the show and read from the script in order to expedite the show. And I will now read from the script and do a segment in the last three seconds of the show, basically. Uh, and, uh, hi, I'm not Hugh Hauser, and this is California's Mold. A segment where I'm higher than the rent out here and talk about my passionate love for weird and interesting local Bay Area and California-wide history. Because I don't know, I like that shit for some reason. Anyways, um, well, well, this is, here's a story about a quarry, but no more, see, I hate that guy and we don't want to hear his quarry story or whatever. Um, but anyways, um, did you know there's a quarry in Oakland and I, I, I don't know if there, I mean, maybe there are more than one, but I'm pretty sure there's just one. And if there is just one, well, here you go. There's a quarry right on Broadway, like in that area between Rock Ridge and Piedmont and is when you, you you know it's it's right by that is where that Safeway is. Yeah. It's called the Bill it's it's a Bilger Quarry. Ooh, fancy. Uh and it's an old quarry and uh here's a story about the Bilger Quarry. I don't know. Um I guess uh, the rocks from the Bilger Quarry were part of a Brady bunch of public works like the roads in West Oakland or lots of parts of Oakland. Lots of rocks come from this quarry that's just like in the middle of a shopping center, like this historic old-ass quarry. Like there's a Boston Market in front of it and um, I went there once and it, it, it brought back my, a lot of memories, childhood memories that I'm like, I don't know if I want to open this Pandora's like styrofoam box of memories. I don't know, but here we are. And I was in front of a quarry. And if you really want to see it and kind of get one of the most metal views in all history, because not only do you get to see 
this historic oldie timey cemetery that they left the way it was before when they were still using the quarry because it was active until like I think, I don't know, maybe the 40s. I'll look at the actual article. I'm just guesstimating for now because I'm trying to get some education in, damn it. You know, pedagogy of the incensed. I'm fired up about you all seeing this fucking quarry because it's fun. It's just like, ah, little, it's like one of those moments where you're like, Beria, I like you, even though you suck. Um, you can the... The quarry, like, where it's, you know, the land that it got all carved out of is a big chunk of Mountain View Cemetery. And you can see a bunch of scary-ass tombstones and mausoleums. And you can look at an old quarry while watching people visit their relatives on Thanksgiving because... But yeah, like, it's it's a real, it's a real, you can have a real moment there. I know it's not a fun quarry where you can do illegal sexy things. It's more of a, you go there to sit and, you know, think about life. Or just, like, look at the really metal-ass scene. I don't know. You can, and it can, both can happen. I just went there to look, but then sometimes you start thinking. And that's alright. It happens when you're looking at... A combo of historic quarry and cemetery. And I guess I should tell you about other things about the Builder Quarry. So you can know that it operated with some periods of inactivity between 1870 and 1946. Amazing. And it was originally developed by Oakland's first rock stars, I guess. Oakland Paving Company. And they got all the sandstone and quartz die right out of the ground of the Franciscan complex, crushed it, ooh, and then shipped it, uh, the finished product, which was just a bunch of broken rocks, to by rail to various users. And then later on, it was operated by Blake and Bilger Company, hence the name Bilger Quarry. And it used to be the biggest rock quarry in Alameda County. Wow. Well, and I guess it was kind of, for rock quarry, it was kind of a tombstone, if you know what I mean, because, uh, there were two drownings there, um, on March 31st, 1955, seven-year-old Gary Schaefer and his two friends were exploring, and what they found from their expeditions was, um, whether or not there's an afterlife, they'll know we won't. Um, and, uh, cause one of the kids fell and drowned, and that's really sad. And then a more recent one happened in November 2012, when a man was looking for his cat and fell from the cliff adjoining St. Mary's Cemetery. Um, so, Builder's Quarry is kind of like my show. It's full of stones and bones, but I'm stone to the bone and making... Real doc jokes about dying children for some reason. I'm sorry. I feel like that was really mean. That was real doc. Well, you know, we get real edgy on the show. I say cuss words a lot, but I'm trying to say them less because I don't like cussing so much. Um, it makes me feel dumb sometimes. Anyways, another I th- thing that you. Whoa, there's some mystery. 
Ooh, they need a clairvoyant looking through a crystal ball because they don't know what railroad lines serve the core. They don't know, like, you know how they were, like, shipping the, uh, the, the rocks away? I don't know where they go. Rockaway Beach, because the rocks are going away. Um, they, uh, were... Um, they, they don't really know which where, 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 what railroad was going there and some people think there was a three foot gauge steam railroad whatever that means I am not a train expert but there you know I would never claim to be a trained train expert expert I don't know um, well, well there was one of those probably going between Bilger quarry and the rock crushing plant and then when, after they got rid of the quarry was abandoned in 1923 houses were built where the railway used to be and there is a 1912 ad that suggests that the key system which was like the electric like streetcar that got like roger rabbited out of like the bay area you know like Cause there used to be, there used to be something I think a lot cuter than Bart. I mean, Bart is okay, but sometimes I don't know. Going around on like a bunch of streetcars is fun. It's so Amelie. I love it. Like, let us have some glamour, all right? Like, I want to feel human, you know. I want to feel what I'm on bot. Uh, and so that seems cute and fun and windy. I love it. Uh, they used to have that, and now it's gone. And that's what they think. They think that has... They're like, oh, but the line was never built. There's so much mystery and sadness around the builder. Wow, it is really metal over there. Really makes you think. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you can go to a Safeway and visit it and you can see everything from like the top of the Safeway and Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Harry home companion That's the rest of the quarry story a little radio joke for you here on BFF.FM Love you all free Palestine uh, Learn about the protests going on in Iran Eat good food, have fun.